everyone, wherever you are in the world today, from uh, the UK where it's just got dark on a windy autumn evening. So we're now going to uh, sit for a short period of time and after that we'll share the verse of the robe together.
Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. Vast is the robe of liberation, a formless field of benefaction. Wearing the universal teaching, I realize the one true nature, thus harmonizing all being. I'd like to uh, dedicate this talk to uh, Martin Kay, a dear friend of the Justice Sangha, who died suddenly and unexpectedly on the 15th of October. The wonderful American novelist who explored uh, so tenderly the themes of longing and belonging, justice and injustice in the USA, in the 1940s, created a character in one of her novels, a 12-year-old girl called Frankie. And the novelist is Carson McCullers. And in a section of the book to which I often return, here is Frankie talking to her beloved housekeeper, Berenice. And Frankie has made up a name for herself which will appear in this little section. And it's a, the context is it's a, it's a kind of warm August evening in the 1940s in the south of the United States. Listen, F. Jasmine said, what I've been trying to say is this, doesn't it strike you as strange that I am I and you are you? I am F. Jasmine Adams, and you are Berenice Sadie Brown. And we can look at each other and touch each other and stay together year in and year out in the same room. Yet always I am I, and you are you. And I can't ever be anything else but me. And you can be never be anything else but you. Have you ever thought of that? And does it seem to you strange? And I wonder, is that true, or is it a truth as we look at our friends tonight, our many, many friends? How true is that? And then she goes on later in this piece, and she says, I'm talking about this town. There are all these people here I don't even know by sight or name, and we pass alongside each other, and don't have any connection, and they don't know me, and I don't know them, and now I'm leaving town, and there are all these people I will never know. But who do you want to know? asked Berenice. Everybody. In the world. Everybody in the world. And as I was thinking about this, 
this talk and I came upon this piece in Carsten McCullough's book, it felt like felt as for me as though it was an expression of our longing and our belonging and our feeling of separateness and connection. And as Flint said last week, we long for companions of the way. And at this time of online and in person, our longing and belonging and our connection and our separateness have perhaps become more pronounced, more noticeable. But it seems to me it's a binary option, online or in person. Basho, the 17th century Japanese poet said, even in Kyoto, hearing the cuckoo's cry, I long for Kyoto. So he's in person in Kyoto and that somehow there's a separation. He longs to be in Kyoto. And I've adapted that to even in person, feeling my dear one's touch. I long for being in person. So there's something about the arrival of online and in person, which has really questioned for me, and I think for many of us, what connection is. There are three words that appear at the beginning of Suzuki Roshi's book, Not Always So. The first three words are always with you. And it's the title of Ed Brown's introduction to the book. And it seems to me that it would be so easy to miss it and go to the subsequent chapters. And the first words, always with you, are like a kind of signpost, like a sign on the door. Did you see that? And this always with you infuses itself into the book. Ed Brown says in his introduction about Suzuki Roshi, his touch said, I'll be here with you wherever you are. And I'm really curious about that statement, always with you, and the fact that Ed Brown experienced it as, I'll be here with you wherever you are. Because when I read Suzuki Roshi, or I listen to Suzuki Roshi, I think he completely practiced this as a person and a teacher. When I hear him or listen to him talking about Dogen, who he'd never met, either in person or online, there seems to me uh, a dance of intimacy which goes across eight centuries. But when Suzuki talks about Dogen, it feels to me like there's no separation between him and Dogen. It's like there's an absorption. Dogen shares the seat with him. And I also feel that for me, there's been some kind of uh, transmission 
through people's love for Suzuki Roshi and through his teaching and through his photographs that I have a Suzuki Roshi in my heart. But I'm curious about it because I think it something happens in this process of what I would call transmission where Suzuki Roshi meets me, he meets my joshiness and he becomes present in my heart as me. And I'm just really curious about how that process happens when we've never met somebody and yet we feel them accompanying us through our lives. Going back to, right back to the 8th eighth, eighth century, when Dongshan was about to leave his, his training temple, where he'd been with his teacher Yunyan for many years, he, before he asked him the, the famous question, which is later on, if I'm asked to describe your teachings, what should I tell people? And of course, Yunyan replied, just this is it. But before that even happened, Yunyan said, after your departure, it will be hard to meet again. And Dongchan replied, it will be hard not to meet. And I'm sure we've all said goodbye to someone where we know we may not ever see them again. And certainly in 8th century China, there was no internet, there was no easy connectivity. And yet Dongshan said, it will be hard not to meet. And I'm very struck by the people in my heart, my heart that actually it's hard not to meet. Who do we carry with us forward in our hearts? In, in recent weeks, Flint's been talking about his, his beloved teachers and um, in the spring he also spoke uh, about Sojin Mel Weitzman. So I've been listening to Flint share his love of John Gladfelter, Blanche Hartman and Sojin Mel Weitzman. And through Flint's love for these teachers, I have a felt sense of each of those people. I feel it's come through Flint, it's met me, and I have a felt sense, for example, of John Gladfelter in my heart. Um, and there's a kind of transmission which takes place. I wonder if you feel that sometimes when you hear about somebody you've never known and you'll never meet, but actually you can meet actually with great intimacy. When I was 30 years old, I was very lost. My, my mother had died a few years before and I was really struggling as a young teacher in our rigid school system and 
I had this fantasy that if only there was this perfect school I could go to where people were uh, enlightened uh, as teachers and um, were child-centered and thoughtful and kind, um, then I would be all right. I had this perfect idea of somewhere that I could go. I've never found it, but it was there. And I also longed for a companion of the way in teaching. So I moved to my second school where I was to teach English and drama. And I knew very little about teaching drama, but I was very excited because it seemed a wonderful way of, of being with people and uh, expressing this amazing life force we have. And um, I was told that I was going to teach with a woman called Patricia Moore. And we were going to team teach for much of the week. And uh, so I, I met her and I immediately had one of those uh, can you believe what you're seeing here moments of my life. Her teaching was unusual. The students loved her. There was a lot of love in the room. Uh, she was inspiring and funny and inventive and I, I really uh, was amazed and grateful that I'd arrived there with her and Ed Brown again in his introduction to Not Always So what is most difficult for any teacher especially a Zen teacher is to teach without teaching anything and actually she taught me nothing but she offered me everything I just had to be there and watch and be astonished by what I saw and looking back as I was preparing for this talk and I was um, uh, finding a Patricia in my heart um, one of the things that I realized now, I didn't realize at the time, she showed me what freedom looked like within a system. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts of any teacher and any Zen teacher. It allows you to see what freedom looks like within this messy, troubled world. And I saw that you could create this pocket of wonder in creativity and when I uh, when she retired um, whilst you know it was difficult to be in a school system it made it possible it made my expression of who I was possible and the second thing I realized and I've never thought about this was that at 62 Patricia was the age my mother was when she had died a few years earlier. And I think I was probably at the time scanning for a mother. And Patricia was a mother who had a son of my age. And 
she was a mother and I was a son. And there was something about that relationship which actually fitted perfectly at that time for me. I felt found. I've heard Flint and Trudy teach this. I don't know where it comes from, but we apparently scan constantly for uh, whether somebody sees us, gets us, and chooses us. So with uh, Patricia, I saw somebody who uh, said, in a sense, I see you, I see you, I get you, I choose you. Colette, the French writer, said, what a wonderful life I've had. I only wished I'd realised it sooner. It's never too late to appreciate the life you've had and the people who have supported you to have this life. I wonder if just for a couple of moments you... We could pause and you might want to bring into your heart somebody who has inspired you in your life, who has supported you, who has loved you. And just for a moment, have that as your, as your practice. And it could be a place, um, somewhere you've been, which you bring to mind. So just for maybe just a couple of minutes, just bring somebody in the way that perhaps I've brought Patricia to mind into your heart and just hold them there.
Thank you. In Not Always So, Suzuki Roshi, in a chapter entitled One With Everything, said, When I was flying back from the East Coast the other day, I saw a beautiful sunset. People on the ground think it is dark and there is no more sun. But if you're flying up high in the sky, you still have the sunset and you can see the beautiful clouds. It is wonderful to see, but at the same time, someone may feel very lonely. It is wonderful to see, but at the same time, someone may feel very lonely. Yet wherever you are, you are one with the clouds and one with the sun and the stars that you see. Even if you jump out of the aeroplane, you don't go anywhere else. You are still one with everything. This is more true than I can say and more true than you can hear. This is more true than I can say and more true than you can hear. I've been wondering as I've prepared this talk about what taking refuge is because the word take, I think, can be really problematic. I wonder if we need to create a space in our heart for refuge to take place. And do we create refuge for all of these people who have supported us in our lives? Is there a giver and a taker? I'm really curious about that. Walt Whitman said, I contain multitudes. I am large, I contain multitudes. Who wishes to walk with me? So if I stretch taking refuge a little bit, maybe this has been our practice today. I have taken refuge in a number of people this evening. I take refuge in Martin Kay. I take refuge in Carson McCullers. I take refuge in Suzuki Roshi. I take refuge in Dongshan and Yunyan. I take refuge in my teacher Flint Sparks. I take refuge in Flint's teachers, John Gladfelter and Blanche Hartman. I take refuge in Patricia Moore. I take refuge in the clouds, the sun and the stars. Always with you. Perhaps uh, my talk has created some great questions or reflections and uh, I look forward to meeting you. We have Claudine. Hello, Claudine. Hello, Josh. Yeah. Great to see yeah. you. And to see you. And your talk was very inspiring. And as so often, it might be you, it might be Flint. Uh, uh, 
I have the impression that you did the talk just for me. <laughs> and Great. today I, I said goodbye forever to somebody I worked with and our mm. work together was finished. Yeah. It was so strange to, to be at the last minute and not to know if I wanted to hurry through the goodbye or to slow it down. And there was a lot of, of pain in a certain way and of anxiety as well, because I'm not very at ease with separations. And then you said it will be hard not to meet you in my heart or you, uh, who was that? Tongshan and Dongshan yeah. yeah. saying that to Union. Yes. Union, yes. Yes. And that was such a gift to, to hear that. And it gave me a lot of peace. And then I tried to, to see in my heart other people I, I won't see again. And one gave me really the gift of loving and being loved in a real deep way. And it will be hard not to meet her in my heart, oh. I think, as well. And yeah. I thank you for all this. So it was a deep experience and deep blooming for me to learn. Thank you so much, Claudine. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, George. Hi, Cassie. Hi, Josh. <laughs> um, I found myself quite shy to raise my hand, and I noticed through your talk that I was so touched I felt it moving deeply. I noticed the tears well up, and I noticed how... Uh, how uh, rebellious I am to taking refuge. Yeah. And you spoke so softly that um, I found a soft landing. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what my question is. Other than my uh, deep appreciation for you bringing this forward, mm. uh, yeah. I, you know, during the talk, I kind of reframed for me what taking refuge might be, um, and and it's you know I'm you're so pleased that it's offered a kind of something that you can maybe work with a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's definitely, uh, you know, definitely the seed was planted there for uh, to notice like uh, many, many years ago, Flint would uh, offer me a box of Kleenex that I would refuse in mm. a <laughs> rather strong manner. <laughs> and, uh, and it brought back that to me of how, how deep seeded that was. Mm of uh, not wanting to take in care that's being offered to me. And the work that I'm doing now, uh, you know, working with things that 
that I've wanted to work on for years and years and years and noticing how much resistance I have to that. Mm. Um, so I just really wanted to say thank you for making that softer for me. I, you know, there's that, I, I love the fact it's become a little softer, like there's a little possibility of something here. Yeah. Um, and uh, a little seed. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Sprinkling some seeds. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you see very how, much. See how they grow. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. <laughs> Hello, Ra. Hello. Hello. Let me just change the view a minute. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to say, Josh. Um, I just wanted to come and sit with you. That's great. I love I'm... it. You don't know what you're going to say. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I um. I feel a lot of love for you. And as I was listening to you speak, I was looking at the screen in gallery view and I was looking at a number of loving faces. Mm. Mm. Um, watching these people whose lives you've touched. And um, yeah, and I feel tears now. Yeah, I'm so, I'm so touched you've come up to see me, my dear friend. And, um, you know, the fact that you can look at these, these uh, wonderful people, mm. we can feel that connection. Mm. Yeah, and... I know there was so much richness in your words there. And um, Tuesdays, I have a day full of being with people. Mm. And um, I find I just have to let the words wash through me yeah. here on a Tuesday evening. Mm. Um, but it's your beingness mm. that, that touches me and the the sense of the opening the way always with your questioning mm. not like that really touches and resonates in me and I feel a relief when I'm with you because I can recognize something of that oh. I feel if we can open uh, questions for each other beautiful questions from talks and from meetings and seeds. Mm. Yeah. And I also want to say that your visit recently, you and Trudy, when you were having quite a struggle, um, has stayed with me. Uh, as a teaching um it was such a privilege to be with you both as you dealt with all manner of things <laughs> and um and kept opening and that lives on in me 
when mm. I'm faced with certain practical struggles at the moment. Well, um, your, your kindness in rescuing us with um, labyrinthitis and um, immobility on a <laughs> rocking boat. <laughs> your kindness stays with us. Mm. Yeah. Thank you I'm so much. I'm so pleased you're both in my life. Thank mm. you. You too. Thank you. It's me next. Right. <laughs> I wondered, you know, um, you're working, I know, to, to help us be here. Um, I wondered if you ever appear. And here you are. Well, I could not not appear with you, my, my wonderful friend and teacher. Um, yeah, and you, you've made me think about a few things in, during your talk um, about taking refuge. And it brought, when you did the exercise of people who um, we've took refuge in, it took me right back to my childhood when I can remember there being quite a fog, everything was a fog. And then there was Sister Agnes who cleared a space like she was just this this person-shaped light that that helped me bring forth some some of me some of what was blocked by all the chaos that was going around and then i thought of a few other people and it was like and then it brought me to here and with you and how these people have whatever they gave me and i took refuge in them in a way somehow i came alive more i was more me i was mm -hmm. more you know I was me, they were them, but I was more me and and getting a, in touch with with my myself instead of just being in this in this fog. And uh, and that's what you do, you and you and Trudy. And it's it's like you're these people that and I don't think without the people before, would I have had the courage to be in the presence of people that I see that have a huge light? I mean, you and uh, Trudy have a, have a huge light about you and and from my background in childhood sometimes that can be a real struggle to be i mean trudy knows of my dance and i think you know of my dance around people that i really love and care about and and that this this back and forward thing that i do of remnants from the childhood of, of afraid of people that i'm that i'm close to and and how wonderful to think of you know taking refuge in in those people and i know that you and trudy are people that i take refuge in and and always will take refuge in i just carry you in my heart and whether we've met yesterday or last year or whenever it is you know i mean we see each other every week don't we but it's you're always with me and and it's a wonderful feeling isn't it to take refuge that you don't have to be beside me Sister Agnes doesn't have to be beside me. She's long gone, you know, but she's always been with me and I've always called on her because she saw me. And like you said about being seen, we, we look to be seen, to be chosen. And, and that's what Sister Agnes did. She saw me and she chose me and she lit something within me. And how wonderful if we can have that transmission for somebody else, you know, that I get the transmission from you and the love and 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 how that allows all parts of me to step forward into this world it's been a long process as you know for me to step forward and and be seen 
you know and 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 that is because of you and and because of people like trudy who don't give up on people and who can do that dance and who can just kind of really read that that delicacy of intimacy mm. that's needed when there's there's a struggle and there yeah you know the the phrase always with you is for me like a like kind of koan you can you can be be with it it's it's uh always with you um it's mm. it's a it's a great one to to hold and to be with mm, it is i'll take that forward with me and and, and you <laughs> as thank i you always do your, thank you for your love and your gratitude and all you offer us no thank you thank oh. you right back at you <laughs> Judy, hi. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. Hi. Oh, I was very touched as well by your talk, Joshie. It's, um, I always feel like you bring your whole self when you do a talk. It really comes across. And um, uh, I love you. I love the literary references because, as you know, I'm a lover of literature like you. And I, I love that character of Frankie, that um, Carson McCullough's character. It's just one of my favourite fictional characters. Um, I'm, I, I'm, it's great to meet somebody who's read the book and uh, loves that that sort of eight-page passage where she's just uh, really delving, musing. Mm -hmm. Human yeah. yeah, she's such a philo little philosopher, isn't she? Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to say as well that I feel as though, like um, really good novelists, you have a talent for expressing what <clears throat> can't really be expressed that easily, I feel. Um, oh, what's the author's name? Carson, I'll put, I'll put it in the chat when I've finished. Um, the book's called The Member of the Wedding, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I feel like you have a real um, ability to sort of point to what is difficult to verbalise. And um, I had an experience, so it's, it's just a year now since my mum passed away, mm. and... Um, I had an experience of um, having heard people say for years that people live on, on in your heart after they die and sort of knowing that as a kind of concept and then having a real experience of that with my mum that was different to what I have experienced before, a, 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 real, a real sense that she hadn't gone, you know, and... Yeah. I had a um, I had a sort of bodywork session with someone recently, and because I knew I had a lot of blocked emotion, mm. and they encouraged me to sort of move. And as as I moved, and as the sort of emotion started to get come through me, once that had settled, and I was really focused on my mum, the feeling of her being sort of in and around me was. Mm. You know, I mean, really, it was just love, but it was a real strong feeling of her. And and 
And I also feel since she's died that it's changed my relationship with other absent people, whether they're alive or whether I'm just not yes. with them right now. Yeah. Both, yeah. it's a similar sort of thing, isn't it? You know, and I, in the summer, I went for a walk. Martin came to see me when he came up to Sheffield and we went for a walk through the woods at the back of my house. And I've been re retracing that walk since I heard the news. And it's almost as if Martin's been walking alongside me again. So his, you know, his memory or the thought of him has been so vivid. Oh, it's, it feels so um, kind of rich and tangible what you're saying, Judy. Mm. Like, you know, we do contain multitudes. Um, and it's kind of beyond words at the same time, isn't it? It's beyond words. Mm. Uh, you know, question for me is well. If that's the case, who are we? <laughs> You're full of good questions, Joshy. <laughs> We're made up of the traces of, I think, of all the people who are, are there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love it that you've been on that walk with Martin. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's special. I'm so glad he came to see me in the summer. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi, John. Hello, Josh. Hello. Hey. Uh, I'm so glad to, to be able to come up and say just how, how much I appreciate you and your teaching and, and particularly your talk this evening. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got a little voice in my, se in my head saying, I hope, I hope words don't dry up because uh, they have a, a very strong habit of, of drying up when I'm in, in this particular situation. But hey, if they do, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll be annoyed. I'll be annoyed, but that'll be how it is. Yeah. We can just be, just be with each other. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Be with each other. Yeah. And they haven't dried up uh, completely yet because your talk really spoke to where I am right now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I have been really feeling the, the sense of disconnection that online living has br brought me. Um, and I, I was talking with Trudy um, earlier today about that. I hope she said something to you about that. Um, good, I asked her to. Um, and what you said, you know, well, so much that you said spoke to me. What, what is in my mind at the moment is um, talking about... Um, who takes refuge in me? Who do I take refuge in? Hmm. I can't remember whether you said it both ways round, but but it feels both ways round to hmm. me. Um, and uh, I echo something of what Cassie said about how that has been and still it, it still feels really. Mm. sort of I can't think of the right word but uh, like the I can see it in your body the, the wheel the, yeah 
the wheels the wheels need some oil somewhere the the wheels are sort of not not turning freely but yeah yeah so but it feels like you know with 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 longing um longing is the practice sometimes you know and 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 the practice is 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 us being where we are in the process of whatever yes yes and and that's very thank you that's very much what i'm with at the moment a sort of a turning up of the volume of of a longing and and actually i'm really glad for that mm, mm. that yeah. the the volume of of something has really been turned up and and i'm very glad for that oh it feels painful oh. feels really painful but yes that's okay yes yes there's, I think Flint said, or he quoted somebody saying, um, this practice will set you free, but first of all, it will make you miserable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 And for me right here and now, I, I don't feel miserable. Um, no, I know. It just hurts. Yeah. 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 Well, actually, no, I'll, I'll fess up to also feeling miserable at times as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was sort of talking of an extreme in miserable, but something about the um, something about what Cassie was saying and what you're saying is 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 like that heartache or something, you know, that oh, mm. oh, there's there's mm. something there's something here in my heart. Mm. Mm. Uh, it can be a little painful at times. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But it it's uh, if we can awaken each other's hearts then there are possibilities. Thank you, Josh. I, I don't you, have any more words. Lovely to see you, John. Thank you. And you. Thank, thank you so much, Josh. Thank you. Hello, Rosemary. Um, hi, hi, Josh. Um, hi. hi, thank you um, so much for this wonderful reminder of those who have um, helped us, been our teachers. Um, and I had, there are so many for me that um, I don't think about a lot. And um, like Cassie was saying about um, rejecting those who care about us, um, I thought I had to pick. So I picked my um, ballet teacher that I had in my early 20s, um, who was the best teacher I ever had. Um, and she really took me under her wing. She was, um, after class, we would have lunch together. She took me to her apartment and she's just very sweet and loving to me. She would go to London every summer and we would all go to a different class while she was away. And one summer, I, at the end, I was going through some big losses in my life and things were shifting a lot. And I called her up and said, Nina, I'm not coming back in September. And um, she was very, very upset. And um, I think about her a lot. Um, and um, in your talk, I just realized I could kind of call her back. Sam coming back. Yeah. 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 With such enormous gratitude. Yeah. For what she gave me, not, not just with dance, but with her person yeah. and her love. It's like a rediscovery almost. Yeah, but it's that I can, I can hold her in my heart just because I did that then. 
Yeah. I can I can keep her with me. Yeah. I hadn't thought of it. Yeah. She can accompany you. She can be with you. Suzuki Roshi says, you know, uh, sometimes we feel very lonely, but essentially we're one with everything. This is more true than I can say and more true than you can hear. Thank you so much. Thank you. We have Jan next, Josh. Jan and Duncan, hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. It felt really important to come and be with you. Mm. Thank you. I'm really aware of um, feeling quite timid, quite nervous about doing it, which feels bizarre with how often I talk to you, but it, yeah. something different about the exposure. The... Yeah. yeah. Thank you for. Thank you for being here, for taking the risk. Yeah. Mm. Just ultimately, it felt really important to honor um, you as my teacher. Mm. Thank you. Mm. It's somebody that um, somebody who has said, I see you, hmm. I get you, hmm. choose you. Choose you, yeah, yeah. It really touches me. Yeah. How that has softened me. Hmm. I can feel it, I can feel that. And it works both ways, you know. <laughs> And as you talked about Patricia Moore, and I'd never, I'd not heard about Patricia, I thought, oh, I felt like that too mm. when I met you. <laughs> yeah. And like you, I just watched mm. and it rubbed off. <laughs> I caught it a bit. I'm a long way off, <laughs> but I feel I caught, I've caught some of it. Mm. I get an idea of what this transmission thing is now, which mm. just felt like an odd word before. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's, it can feel very distant, can't it? Very inaccessible. Um, mm. uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for seeing me getting me, choosing me, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a dance, it's a, it's a dance of, um, of, of total sharing. Best dance of all. Yeah. And I like to dance. And you're a dancer, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're a dancer, so you know. Yeah. Mm. Thank, Thank you so much. Hi, Josh. Bye, Duncan. Bye.
So I think our time is up now. And this evening we're going to finish with the refuges. I think Maria is going to put them on the screen. I take refuge in Buddha. I take refuge in Dharma. I take refuge in Sangha. We take refuge in Buddha before all being, immersing body and mind deeply in the way, awakening true mind. We take refuge in Dharma before all being, entering deeply the merciful ocean of Buddha's way. We take refuge in Sangha before all being, bringing harmony to everyone free from hindrance. Now all being has completely taken refuge in Buddha. Now all being has completely taken refuge in Dharma. Now all being has completely taken refuge in Sangha. Thank you, everybody. Um, and uh, we're now going over to Maria, I think, who's going to talk to us about uh, the next phase. I think there's after inquiry time together if we want it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Josh. And thank you for doing some of my job there. <laughs> it's appreciated. And uh, yeah, thank you, Josh, a dear friend and teacher who I will definitely be carrying with me always. That, that I do know. Um, yeah, and uh, so Appamada's programs and facilities are supported through your generosity and your support makes a huge difference. There is a link for contributions on the website at appamada.org forward slash contribute. This link will give you an opportunity to offer Diana to teachers such as Flint and Peg and also for other things such as practice discussions and classes. Thank you so much, everybody. And we now